0: everyone, this is David. Welcome back, Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Mr. Wells Adams.
1: Is this when like sound effects happen? Like, You know, (laughs) this is,
0: if we had sound effects here, that's what the sound effects (laughs) would be.
1: Cool, cool, cool. But
0: we opted against the sound effects. You know, it's so funny. I have like some crossover podcasts I'm on and there's one of them that always has sound effects and my listeners always like, do you like those sound effects that that other podcast does? I'm like, no, I actually don't, by the way.
1: It's funny. But some people like them. My, my background is in radio. And so I lived like the first half of like my entertainment career with like a soundboard and music beds and all the, you know, the... blood blood Turn it on, rip the knob, all that stuff. And so when I when I started my... The podcast that I do now with Brandy Cyrus, um, I was like, listen, the only thing that I want to have on this show is zero production. I want no music, I want no sounds, I want no effects. And she was like, Yeah, okay, whatever. I don't care. And it makes my life easier because I edit the whole thing, so I don't have to put any of that stuff in there. So I appreciate no intro sound effects. Well, I edit all this
0: too now and I get get it. It's just like, I don't know. I think people like that. That's what a podcast is, right? You know, sometimes we're buttoned up and sometimes it just all falls apart in
1: real time. For sure.
0: Well, you know, when you first appeared back in 2016 on The Bachelor, did you ever, on The Bachelorette, did you ever think it would lead to, you know, all this, you have your podcast, it's only six years later, but life has changed a lot, right?
1: Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't really know what to expect, honestly. The reason why, well, I did it for a lot of reasons. I uh, the first reason why I did it was I like recently gotten dumped and cheated on, and I was just like, I don't know what. Who cares? Let's go do. Let's go do this thing. And the other th- reason why I originally did it was it was kind of a bit I used to do on my radio show. I had a morning show in Nashville, and I would I would um, kind of go on bad auditions and like on air the day before like like go over my lines never really intending to get the part but it was just kind of a good bit for the next day when i inevitably did not get the chinette paper plate commercial or the meow Mix commercial and then i was inconsolable and uh it was like a kind of a stupid bit so when the bachelor thing came around i was like well this is what that's gonna be um and they i think <laughs> me going into it like goofing around and not really caring was, like, the best thing ever. They loved, like, the energy that I brought, and then they cast me on the show. And I really didn't know what to expect. I I was hoping for the best but expecting nothing, I suppose. I remember thinking, well, if nothing else, I'll always have, like, a really funny story to tell at dinner parties or, like, every time The Bachelor's on TV, I'll be able to talk about it on my radio show. Like, that was kind of, like the extent that I thought I was going to get out of this whole thing. Um, and then, yeah, obviously it's grown into something much more than I ever expected. And I remember talking to Chris Harrison, who ended up becoming a really close friend of mine because we ended up working a lot together in Paradise. And he was like, yeah, the trick of the of the whole thing is, is that um, don't let this, this whole experience in this show uh, define you. Uh, but let it be, um, a a way to enhance what you already do and love. And, uh, I took that to heart and I never really kind of left the thing that I, you know, did in the first place, which was, I was a host of sorts. I was a morning show host and an afternoon drive host. And, you know, uh, I used to do a lot of like improv stuff and, uh, stage work and stuff. And I just liked doing that stuff. And, um, and it's true, like it was a thing that just was able to enhance all the things that I loved to do prior to. So, yeah, my life has gotten a lot different and it's a lot weirder, but um, it's still, the, it's still to me, this is the same. It's just a lot more eyeballs are on me now, I suppose.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Is it true that your brother was supposed to be in the show and he just started dating someone and that's kind of how you got involved with these people?
1: Yeah. My, my oldest brother, Brett, who was like the good looking one in the family, he was like a model and a, an actor in Los Angeles. And um, yeah, like he got approached by a casting director at a, at a bar in LA and went through the entire process and then turned it down. And like eight years later, he was like still friends with the casting director and told her to hit me up and, um, the, the rest is history. And he, to this day, he'll be like, this is bullshit. I can't believe that I, <laughs> he's like, man, my life would be so much different. And if I had done this and instead of you,
0: <laughs> does he ask you for a percentage of all your earnings?
1: <laughs> no, but he d- does reap the ve- the benefits of, uh, of a cushy life now in Los Angeles. Cause we go on a lot of, um, vacations and we've got like kind of a small nucleus of people that we we kind of travel with and, uh, him and his wife are, are always with us. So.
0: I love it. Well, when you look back and you've also had a lot of time on paradise, Like when you look back, just when you were a contestant on paradise and the bachelor, like what stands out as like the highs for you,
1: just from that experience. Um, I mean, there were, it seems like when I was on the bachelor, that seems like a different life, uh, ago, there were, I guess the highs for the show, when I, when I look back, I mean, uh, with doing Chad's eulogy with uh, his protein powder was, re- to me, was really funny. I thought that that was a great, like, moment for me. Uh, I remember, like, pr- production asking me, they were like, listen, it would be really funny if, like, we we had, like, a funeral for Chad. And I was like, it would be really great if we got his protein powder. And I... I threw it up in the air like it was his ashes, and we spread his ashes around, and they were like, that's a great idea. And then I started writing this, like, long eulogy because I wanted it to be very—I wanted it to be, like, touching and funny, and I wanted it to be like a real funeral. And they were like, idiot, you have a minute and a half of TV that we're going to give you for this, so, like, just run with it. And I was like, all right, fine. So I, I remember I just improv'd it. I, and uh, what was funny is we, everyone played guitar on my season for some reason. So if someone was had a guitar, and I was like, "Give me a chord," because I can play guitar too. Uh, and and so he played like a, a major key, and I was like, "This is a funeral, dude." My give me a my eight. I need an A minor into a D minor, you know. And so they started to play like really sad stuff, and then I just ripped into this weird eulogy. And I remember looking back as of all the things that I saw of myself on TV, that was the only time where I was like. That's, that's me. Everything else is me pre- making sure that I don't look like an idiot. Uh, but yeah, that was a really funny moment. A lot of the, a lot of the moments that I look back on are the moments that aren't on TV. One, either they get cut because a lot of my stuff gets cut, which is fine because I know my role. Um, that's an important thing to know when you're in Hollywood, I suppose. Um, but it's also like the relationships that I have with everyone that's off the off-camera. Um, like I said, I came from a radio background, so I I was truly a producer and in production and tech really before I was ever a very good host of radio shows. My first job in radio was a board op, which is someone who just like messes with the dials and the knobs on, at radio stations as a producer. Um, and then I did a lot of stuff like setting up uh, for live bands in the studio and all that kind of stuff so my my true friendships are with like sound i love sound guys i really have like a strong bond with sound guys and uh camera people and camera assistants who are the hardest working people in showbiz because they have to carry around so much crap uh especially in paradise where they're sweating so like those relationships that i have with those people um are the ones that like really stick out to me, and then also the the work that I do with with production in like setting up really funny things that I think like will work on our show. Um, so yeah, like uh, you know, it was a couple years ago we were trying to figure out a way to of figuring out storyline of ridiculous story arcs and stuff and how to explain it, and I was I was like walking around Mexico and there I went into like this kids you know a toy store and there was all these puppets and i bought all these puppets and then i was like i've got an idea what if we what if we told the story of what's happening but we used the puppets and they were like this is a great idea so i took a six pack of beer took my favorite like funny producer we went in and uh i like youtube like how to be a puppeteer and we created like this weird world, which they only used for one season, but to this day, I think it was the best. Uh, my some of my best work was my puppetry in season four of BIP. That's amazing.
0: Well, you also got the coveted bartender position on BIP. What's the best thing about being the bartender?
1: Well, I have a front row seat to uh, the debauchery, I suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, like, listen, I. I get to have all the fun without really having any skin in the game. And that's a nice thing because it is a scary place for, um, as, as someone who went on the show as a, you know, as a cast member, it's a scary, it's a scary show to go on. Um, Cause, you know, a lot of your shortcomings could be um, exemplified. So me getting to go out there and really just be a bartender and, have no skin in the game and uh, just kind of sit there and laugh with everybody is is one of the great things. The relationships that I've uh, I've cultivated uh, on camera and off are some really wonderful moments of of that show. And um, listen, I'll say it. I'm proud of that show. I think that show is the best show of the three. And and. and for a lot of reasons, uh, one because I think it takes the piss out of itself. It's a comedy. It opens as a comedy. You know what you're getting into as an, as a viewer right off the bat. Um, so obviously that lends towards I think m- my sensibilities. Uh, but also our track record uh, for success, if the whole idea of this thing is to get these idiots engaged, <laughs> we win every year, hands down, like these people are married and have kids and uh, it, the success rates better. So, um, so, yeah, I'm proud of like us. I think with the mission statement is have fun and get people engaged. And we're the ones who do it the best of the three shows. It's it is
0: unbelievable how many successful matches and engagements and marriages and right, you said people have kids. Like do you have a favorite bachelor nation couple?
1: Um <clears throat> hmm. Well, I'm real proud of Dylan and Hannah. I had a I had a big hand in that one of which you didn't see, but I I definitely um Empathized with Dylan a lot. He was a guy that was kind of out kicking his coverage. He was going after a girl that everyone wanted uh, to be with, and was probably a lot hotter than he was. And he really had no business in in probably bagging that babe, which I've very much related to. And so I was like, "This is how you do it, all right? Listen to me, buddy. I've got I've got a game plan. I did this already." Uh, and so, and he went through a lot. Like there were a lot of guys that came after, him, and it was tough for him. And I was like, "Weather the storm, weather the storm, come on, you can do this." Uh, a lot of like pep talks, and so he got through that one. And they're super cute, and um, I'm happy for them. I love, I love Joe as a human. Um, I'm I'm happy for him and uh, Serena's love story. I feel bad for what we put him through this past year, but you know you got to walk through fire before you get to uh i don't know the promised land i suppose um and then you know the the jaden tanners that was kind of before my time but i know them and i'm happy for them they've got kids and um yeah actually mari and and kenny will probably they're so weird and crazy that like they they will but and beautiful, so they'll have like the most fun family probably dynamic going forward. But yeah, I mean, listen, the whole thing is uh, is amazing. The fact that we get one engaged couple every year always is a bonkers to me. But for the past like three years, we've been averaging at least three. Um, and I think which left, is so crazy. Yeah, and last season we had three, and then a four. I think a fourth left together. Um, wow. Oh no, it was Becca and Thomas who who broke up, but now they're together. You know so that counts yeah what about do you have a favorite drink as the bartender like what do you like to drink um so i listen i don't know how like how old your audience is to bip but there there was a bartender before me a guy named jorge who is still a dear friend of mine and still works on the show he didn't work on it this last season because of covid but he's still an integral part of the show and he does His thing is is Jorge's Torres. He like left the bar and like started his own tourism company now, which we use for dates and stuff. But he taught me uh, a drink called the Jorge special, which um, inevitably becomes everyone's favorite drink. And it's very simple. It is. So you put, you chop up up a couple cucumbers, you put that in the bottom of the glass, then you infuse that with some vodka. Um, Then you throw on some ice. You, uh, fill it up with ba- basically a bunch of soda water. So it's a vodka soda, and then you splash some Sprite on top and then garnish with lime. And it's... I, I, I've i never heard of it called anything else um, other than it's a Jorge special, and it's like the most refreshing, like, especially because it's so hot there. And there's only so much tequila you can drink, especially, like, everyone gets the, you know, gets the runs at some point, and tequila is not helping that. So that's a drink that, like everyone kind of gravitates towards at the end. I mean, personally I like when people order beers cause it's an easy thing for me to do. Um, but no one drinks beers in paradise save for Joe and myself because everyone else is terrified of the, of the dreaded carbohydrate. So uh, it's a lot of vodka sodas and tequila sodas.
0: That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What about look, every reality show has its share of like controversies like that's our nation is certainly no shortage. Like, Is there anything that's happened like throughout the years that shocks you? I mean, you've been on more episodes than anyone at this point, you know, does any of like, you know, there's a lot that goes on in the world when each season of the bachelor bachelor in paradise, all of it airs.
1: Nothing surprises me now. Um, Yeah. Listen, it's, I I think the the way you got to go into that show is expect the unexpected um, and just be like ready to pivot. You know, the truth of the matter is, a lot of people think that we that we manipulate and uh, and make people do things. And to that, I say that's really not the, the truth. That I, I would say that the best TV that we've ever made is the TV that happens when people just are being themselves, uh, and the American audience can can sniff out authenticity from a mile away. And so it doesn't really play that well when something's really telegraphed. And I'll tell you, the truth of the matter is is that these idiots, myself included, are not actors. So we wouldn't be good enough to kind of play it off. Um, so when things happen naturally, that's when like the best stuff happens. Like I'll give case in point, this past season, there was a uh, storm that was coming. And it's an absolute nightmare to try to film when there's a storm coming, If there's electricity in the air because we have so many wires and so many towers and radios and uh, everyone's connected to an electrical I- instrument that's filming the show. And so we have to stop. So anytime that there's electricity in the air, we have to stop and uh, things take forever. So we eventually were just like, anytime there's gonna be a storm, we're stopping and we're getting the hell out of here. And that's what happened this last time. There was a storm coming. We all went back we let people just live for a little bit people got some sleep you know uh got to you know not be have to be drunk on the beach or whatever a drink on the beach they got a couple of days off we come back and what happens the crazy Ivan story where he snuck out of the room and went into someone else's room and like something happened, you know, and it was, that's kind of breaking the rules and that's not not nice and he had to say goodbye to everybody. That happens. No one made anyone do that, but that just naturally happened and it was the best part of the show this year. It never had happened before. Uh, and yes, if you let people be people, they will always make amazing television for
0: you. Totally. What about Chris? You I mean, you mentioned you were friends with Chris. Like,
1: do you think he would ever be back? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I try to do a good job of not, not speaking for him. Like, he can speak for himself. Um, all I can say is that Chris was always really wonderful to me. Uh, he was like a kind of like a mentor to me in the beginning. I remember after the first year of me being doing paradise he under- kind of understood like my background and he gave me a lot of good career advice um so I got nothing but love for him and the truth of the matter is, is that I said this in an interview before, and i i honestly don't know if this is true, but in my mind, Chris is going to go do something else, and it's going to be a big thing and uh I'm excited to see what that is but I don't know what's going to happen with him going forward with the franchise or with any other, uh, you know, production company.
0: Well, you know, talk about him as a mentor and following in his footsteps, you were, you know, guest host on paradise, master of ceremonies. Like what's the best piece of advice he gave you?
1: Uh, it was a lot, a lot of business stuff. Like this is what, this is what you should do. This is what you should watch out for. Um, you know and it's something that i probably had known subconsciously but like one of the most powerful uh words to create success is one that you would think would be the opposite which is no um you have to like understand like what you should and shouldn't do and that was something that he kind of explained to me like you you need to you need to know when to say no to things um because, you know, you can dilute yourself very quickly. And that that was a good piece of advice. Are you the type that normally says yes to everything? I am an absolute yes, man. One, because I just like to have a good time. So anytime anyone's like, you want to do this? They're like, fuck yeah, man, let's go. That'll be so much fun. Uh, but then, you know, you can kind of wear yourself thin and then you're not given your best, I think, sometimes. That that happens on Paradise a lot. Um, and, it's, and, you know, they'll be like, hey, do you want to go? We're doing a game show. Will you go host this game show on Paradise? Uh, and I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, it'll be so much fun. And then I'll, it'll be like a 18 hour shoot, and it'll be cut from the show. And I'd be like, why did I do that? This is ridiculous. I said I sweated like a, you know, I sweat like a crazy person outside for 10 hours and didn't even make the make the show. So yeah, sometimes you gotta learn to say no.
0: I totally get it. Business wise, I say yes to everything too, and then you're like, "Wait a second! Like, you want me to do all this in two days? Like, this isn't. I'm going to have a mental breakdown, everyone." Yeah, I totally get it. Well, what about you? Know there were other guest hosts this season, like Little John and Lance Bass, David Spade. Did you give them any advice? I mean, like I said, you have more bachelor hours than anyone.
1: I mean, I can't. I can't give their actual celebrities. You know, I'm. uh, I'm just married or engaged to one. no, I the the Spade thing was funny. First of all, I'm a huge David Spade fan, a big SNL fan. Like my my like dream was to be a writer on SNL. Like that was my uh what's the thing in the yearbook uh where it says like most likely to be superlative. My superlative yeah. in the yearbook was most likely to be a writer on SNL. That's what I wanted to be. So like getting to meet him and uh like hearing his stories, like I would I would Here's the thing. I was a good radio host for a long time, which means I was a very good interviewer. So I was I was very, very good at making people talk about what I want them to talk about. And I I don't even know if I tricked him, but I got him to tell a lot of Chris Farley stories on the beach this year, which was very cool. And we would have him mic'd up. And I remember going in, you know, talking to production and being like we were all listening to they weren't even in the room, you know. They're like, we were all listening to the Chris Farley interview. You were asking, you know, from of Spade. I was like, yeah, that was really cool, telling these old like '90s SNL stories. Uh, but for Spade, like, here's the thing: uh, he listen. The reason why he was on the show is because he's a fan of the show, and he does a thing that like we all kind of do is we watch the show and make fun of it on our social media. Um, and I remember him coming and and I was like, here's here's the problem that you're gonna have. And Chris and I had this problem as well, um, is really hard to do that to their face. If the people are in front of you, it's much harder to be mean to them than it is when they're on TV. Um, and he was like, yeah, I, under- I it took him like, I think like three people walking down the steps to be like, you're right. I it's, I gotta be nice. Cause they're just normal people. Um, and so then we came up with like the funny bit of, uh, the you know the old men in the Muppets where they're up in the rafters, you know, like talking trash about the theater production. Yeah. And then we did that bit, which was Spade and I looking over paradise, kind of uh, making fun of everything. And so that's how we kind of got around it. But I, listen, I, I I learned a lot. I uh, this is what I learned. Lil Jon is fucking awesome. Like there was there's a part of me that was like these are some odd choices to have on the beach. Uh n- not for nothing but like I mean I love I love Lil Jon, but like why is he here? And then he got there and the energy that he brought into that production and and like to the cast was so palpable and transmittable and great. And I was like, man, I need to remember to be like that on set whenever you can, like just exude as much positivity because all that stuff gets uh, sponged up, especially when people are like kind of uh, tired and, you know, dragging ass a little bit. Um, So, yeah, I, I actually probably learned more than I was able to give advice
0: what's one thing like in particular you learned from like spade or little john or lance bass or any of them
1: Because i'm saying like the little john like coming in and like bringing just, so much energy that was like something that like you know sometimes you come to you come to work and you're just like ah fuck, i got do this again you know um, right but like he always came in with just like a lot of fire and it was awesome um, and then I ended up, like, filming, like, this Heineken commercial with him afterwards, and that was wonderful because we just, like, hung out in Malibu for the day and, like, made this silly commercial together, and everyone loves working with him. Like, there's I never heard anyone have a bad thing to say about him, and that's an important thing, too, to remember is uh, you should be nice because you should want to be a nice person, but you should also be nice because everyone's going to have a story about you in whatever you do listen if you you know sell cars or you know you're on a weird reality show it's all the same and um you know it's it's so much easier to hire the guy everyone likes than to hire the person that everyone's heard bad stories about you know so totally i agree what about
0: you know there's been so much great forward progress with like diversity and inclusion in bachelor nation like do you think there would ever be a male or female gay lead? Um
1: yes. And I mean we kind of we kind of did it with Demi uh a couple seasons ago in on BIP. Um and it had to be a perfect storm and not because like America's not ready for something like that. It's because you're also affecting the people who are doing the, who are on the show. And that's always like, you want to be super respectful of, of how they feel like they're being perceived by the world. Um, And so that was something that was tough because, You had Demi, who is bisexual and or or fluid. Um, You had Derek, who's very straight, but very like woke, white male. Uh, And then you had the woman that she was kind of with before the show. And so it was it was tough because we had to bring on someone who wasn't really part of Bachelor Nation. But it was a problem between Derek and Demi's relationship that Derek couldn't really understand. And for the only way that we could make Derek understand why he was maybe not getting to the place that he thought he should be getting with Demi was to be able to, uh, kind of show him what the problem was. Um, which was that she kind of had this relationship that she was kind of like pushing down before the show started. And then we had to bring her on there and then we had to allow Derek to absorb all this information while cameras are pointed at him. Like, that's a lot for him. That's a lot for Demi. And then it's a lot for this for this woman who had never been on a reality show, you know?
0: The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu.
1: This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from Indocloud. Head over to intocloud.co spring twenty four. That's co.com to snake 30% off your first order.
0: We have tools to help us plan for and track everything in our lives, wellness, finances, careers. Why should fertility be any different? What if I told you you can get important fertility insight without going to the doctor or even leaving home? Modern fertility is an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple fingerprint. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within ten days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have compared to other women your age, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for the next steps. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com velvet. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds of thousands thousands of good costs at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash velvet, modernfertility.com slash velvet. You guys know that staying youthful is very important to me. And that's why NAD plus supplementation is an important part of my health routine. Basis by Elysium Health is the most trusted source of NAD supplementation. Their product Basis is clinically proven to increase levels of NAD by 40%. As I age, which I'm not happy about, this is so important to me. Did you know that NAD is found in every single cell of your body and it's responsible for creating energy and regulating hundreds of cell functions but the body doesn't have an endless supply and the levels decline as you age. Now that I take basis, I have to tell you guys, I've experienced less fatigue and more satisfying workouts. I mean, it doesn't hurt that, you know, Elysium Health has dozens of the world's best scientists working with them and eight are Nobel prize winners. And here's a special offer for my listeners. Go to trybasis.com velvet and enter code velvet at checkout to save 10% off basis pre plans, as well as other Elysium Health supplements. I have to tell you about a new nutritional product that I started using called Athletic Greens. Now, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, I wanted more energy, and I wanted to optimize immune system. Well, let me tell you, what I love best about Athletic Greens is it's easy. I personally don't have, didn't have, and never will have time for any nutritional product that is complicated to use. So here's the thing, Athletic Greens, you take one scoop and you add eight ounces of water, and that's all you need. Also, the other thing I love about Athletic Greens, it actually tastes great and it's inexpensive. It costs less than $3 a day. Also, I love it. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMO. So there's no nasty chemicals or anything artificial. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com velvet Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash velvet to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Everyone who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with keeping my teeth white, white as white, white as possible. Listen, I've tried a lot of other things, and it's not just that that they didn't work. I wasn't really sure that the products were so safe. Well, listen, now I've discovered Lumino. Lumino products make me feel healthier, safer, and happier about my smile because my teeth are white. But listen, Lumino isn't just for teeth whitening. Lumino makes toothpaste, mouthwash, and of course, teeth whitening. They use purposeful and uncompromising ingredients such as sea salt, aloe, and coconut oils to clean and brighten my smile. Everything they make is certified non-toxic. That's what I love. No harsh chemicals or bleaches in any of their products. Also, as far as the teeth whitening, it only takes 30 minutes, which is great. And it brightens your smile with no sensitivity. You don't get those little zingers you're used to with other products. Find Lumino on Amazon.com and get $7 off today. That's L-U-M-I-N-E-U-X. Remember, it's spelled with an X so you can X out the harm. Lumino, dedicated to illuminating better ideas and oral care. Anyone who knows me knows that I get bored so very easily. And that extends to every aspect of my life, including my workouts. I find the best way to stay motivated is to have variety in my workouts. And that's why I love Peloton. The variety really does help keep me motivated. You can do a bike workout, then you can do yoga, meditation, dance cardio. I'm actually really good at dance cardio, guys, if you can believe that. And there's a whole new artist series class where you can listen to music from one single artist. I choose Madonna more times than not. But you can also do a theme like pop or rock, hip hop, EDM. Peloton has everything. And Peloton has a workout for every day, every schedule. You can de-stress from a long day with 30 minutes of strength or 20 minutes of cardio or a 15 minute total body class before work or after work. It's great. Listen, visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. That's OnePeloton.com to learn more. I know we have a lot of fun here and talk about reality TV and all the drama, but at the end of the day, listen, what really matters in our lives is our relationships, especially those with significant others. In times like this more than ever, having someone you can trust and talk to is so important, but even the best relationships hit bumps in the road. That's why I find Talkspace so important. Talkspace therapy gives you unlimited access to a licensed therapist, so you can clear up the confusion and focus on what matters most, being the best person and partner you can be. I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I am not good at relationships. And Talkspace, listen, whether you're married for years or re-entering the dating scene or just trying to get comfortable with being single, talking to a therapist can really help. Join Talkspace today and start the journey to happier, healthier relationships. Just visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code VELVET at sign up. That's $100 off Talkspace.com promo code VELVET. From Wondery, even the rich pulls back the curtain on the lives of the rich and famous and takes a peek into the wild world of celebrity. In an all-new season, hosts Brooke and Arisha are telling the story of, wait for it, Janet Jackson. Oh, my God, right? She was so freaking huge at the peak of her career. She was on top of the world, but in a fateful split-second moment at the 2004 Super Bowl, Janet's life and career took a dramatic turn. From Wondery, even the rich Janet versus the Super Bowl looks back at her iconic career and the wardrobe malfunction that changed everything. They talk about her rise from Kid Sister and the Jackson family all the way to the fallout from Nipplegate when her breast was exposed on live TV to millions. She was torn to shred by the media, setting an unfortunate trend by the way many female celebrities in the 2000s were treated. We get into it, guys. Brooke and Arisha cover everything. And I thought I knew everything about Janet. I learned some stuff from this. Listen to Even the Rich and Rich and Daily on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondering plus and the one
1: app and so t- this is a very long-winded way of answering your question as there are so many more levels of intricate, it's there's much more nuance i think um than you would realize and just like that would be great if we had a same sex you know season you know um so i say that with i definitely think that it will happen i just uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it makes more sense to, like, work it, keep on working it in through through Paradise. That seems like that's the place to do it. Um, and then, yeah, maybe one season. Or just have, like, a whole different franchise, you know? Like uh, Same-Sex Bachelor and Same-Sex Bachelorette. I, I don't have the answers. I am not paid enough money to make those decisions, but I definitely hope so. That would be—I uh, would really, really love that.
0: I think—and you think America would be ready for that or the world— Watching. I hope so.
1: I mean, I mean,
0: I I I would hope so, but yeah. that's just me. We can call Colton Underwood, bring him back. Yeah, and I know he's busy with his own show, but you know. well,
1: and I think they did it. I and I think Lance Bass hosted the show. Like, wasn't there a like a like a gay bachelor thing on like finding Prince
0: Charming? Yeah. Finding Prince Charming on Logo. Yeah. Yes. But Logo is different than like ABC, you know, 5 million people watching. And when you get into the numbers of it all.
1: Yeah. I just saying. Yeah. I agree with you. I hope I pray to God that we are there as a society. And, and listen, as someone who gets to be, I I don't have any control over the other two franchises, but as someone who is, has their hand in paradise, hundred percent for that, like, Let's have as many relationships because the whole idea of this is how I perceive paradise. It is um, adult camp. It's like, you know, it's 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 a singles retreat, if you will. Um, And it's supposed to be a microcosm of the real world. And the truth of the matter is, is that the real world isn't like all bleach blonde bimbos with abs from, you know, that go from tits to taint. You know, like that's not the real world. It's There's different colors and there's different, you know, uh, sexual orientations and there's all these different, this large tapestry and that's what that place should be. And the other thing is that I've learned is that everyone thinks that they know what their thing is, like their type is. And I always have to remind them, dude, if you are right about your type, You wouldn't fucking be here. The reason why you're here is because you don't really know yourself. You know, if you did, you wouldn't be here. You'd be happily married, living in the suburbs. And so maybe it's time for you to like venture outside what you think you're supposed to be into. And it's always when they do that, they find like their lobster. And it's always like no one ever thought this was going to happen. Oh, my God. But it's always the truth of this matter is, is that, like, opposites attract and, you know, uh, the reason why you've been a terrible at dating is because you uh, have been dating the thing that you thought was right for you. And guess what? It hasn't worked in the past 15 years and it's probably not going to continue to work. So let's just make the the show as weird as possible. And that's my... That's my theory on it all.
0: That makes sense. Right. Like, if you were so good at this, you wouldn't be here. And yeah, my mind also just goes to like, if they had like a bachelor or a bachelorette and like the lead wasn't gay, but was like bisexual. And then you had like, say, you had a man, then like the daters could be men and women in the house. I don't know. It could just be a messy house. There would be a lot going on. That's where I'm, I mean, that would make for great TV. It'd be like paradise almost like infiltrated into a yeah. bachelor or bachelor. That's, it's just
1: where my mind but, goes, but okay. So here might be a problem, because um, I like that idea, and I've been, been like pitched this before. But what happens in the house when you have you have you know multiple men and women living together uh, who are all fluid, and then they start intermingling, and you remember you're supposed to be focusing on the lead.
0: But that's what I mean. Yeah. That would be <laughs> such good TV. You're, it You're would not right like, like, wait a second. Like, we're leaving the show together because this is like, people would be like, I don't want to go on the group date today. Like, I mean, they, they would want to, but when they didn't, it would just be so, I don't know, right? Like, that's the whole point of it. Yeah. I,
1: uh, I've been pitched this a million times and I agree with you. It would make for amazing TV because it would be very very messy but uh it's hard because you yeah would take away the foot from the focal point of the lead and that's why i think it works in paradise because there's like always seven leads happening at the same time
0: that makes sense yeah well you do have a podcast like you said your favorite thing with brandy what do you like best about being a podcast host from one host to another besides the fact that there's no production and there's no bells and whistles and it's just real.
1: You know, when I was in, when I was in radio, I had, I had a bunch of different program directors and that's like, that's like, I don't know, in radio, that's your boss. And that's the person that tells you like kind of what you're supposed to play and what you're kind of supposed to talk about. And there was, um, I remember, uh, I remember going into like a, a meeting about like my show and there are like weird radio rules that a lot of people don't even realize, but they do exist. And it's like, you really are only supposed to talk for about 15 to 20 seconds because that's what we've figured out as being the attention span of the average idiot, uh, driving in their car. So we need you to get into your bit uh do the meat of the joke and then segue out into a song in about 20 seconds. And I remember they had put stopwatches on a lot of my stuff and um I was more long winded. As you could probably tell from just this uh interview. And uh I like what I like about podcasts is I like that it is just like a long form morning show. And so yeah. Uh and I and what's funny is that I those program directors all would be like, No, you stop talking so much, stop talking so much. Um and now I'm doing this show and I make more money than I ever did doing a like the number one morning show in, you know, Nashville years ago. So there you go.
0: Podcasting is where it's at, man. Yeah. Well, what are some of your favorite things? Like, are there any, like, what are you obsessed with pop culture wise now? Like TV, couples,
1: movies, music. okay, uh, yeah, Let me go into my notes real quick. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the, the show is basically it's whatever. It's funny because Brandy and I originally had a radio show together. That was the whole thing. We were trying to, uh, we were trying to get a syndicated pop show, CHR show Um Created through iHeart and they kinda of passed on it, but we were like, This is kind of fun. We're gonna keep doing this. And I remember when we were I was like, We need a bit, we need like some hook for our show. And she was like, Well, I wanna talk about whatever I want to talk about. And I was like, That's not that's not that's not a show. And she goes, Well, at the time I think Miley was going through Brandy is Miley Cyrus's older sister and she's an old friend of mine. And so I think at the time Miley was like getting destroyed for something she had done some, you know, ridiculous thing. And everyone was doing, was being mean on social media as they do. Um, and she was like, well, I just want to talk about like positive things because it seems like the world is so freaking negative. Look what's happening to my sister. And I was like, okay, there's the bit. Let's just talk about what our favorite things are. Let's not be negative. There's enough of that in the world. So let's just talk about positive things. And so it's a lot of like movies that we love, at the time, shows that we love. Uh, we do both read a lot. So books that we love, other podcasts that we love, uh, and then music that we love. So let me just go through it. I mean, we also talk a little bit about The Bachelor just because I think people like to hear my perception of what's happening. Yeah. Um, let's see. I just watched Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy, and I don't know why I took so long to do that, but that movie's amazing. It's got heart. It's funny. It's cute. Uh, Ryan Reynolds' is. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, he's hilarious. I don't know why uh, I took so long to watch that. Everyone should go watch that. I watched Encanto. Encanto. Um, they're so mean about that little girl. I can't believe that she doesn't get a superpower. Um, that's just rude. Uh, her superpower is that she doesn't need like antidepressants because she's so positive, even though everyone uh, has superpowers except for her. And let's see, I watched Power of the Dog. Oh, we still do things that we don't like. Um, not one of my favorite things. Didn't love Power of the Dog. Uh, they castrate. Never saw it. Don't they, they? castrate a bull in the movie, and that was a lot to me. And let's see. Oh, um, After Party, that's on Apple Plus, is so freaking good. Um, really, it is so funny and so good. And then of course we did like Tinder Swindler. And if you like Tinder, that was great, dude. If you like Tinder slin- Swindler, then you should watch The Puppet Master. It's kind of similar, but instead of like convincing women to give him money because his enemies are after him, he convinces a bunch of people that uh, he's a spy and they're a spy too and like they're part of the M5 in England and it's bonkers. That one's great. So there you go. There's a couple of things.
0: I'll add that because I love Tinder Swindler. It was so good. Oh, yeah. Do you have, like, you've done so many parts of this business. You've mentioned, like, people on Bachelor Nation are not actors. Like, do you have any interest in acting at all?
1: no, I'm not an actor i I've been asked to do a couple of things that I don't want to do it. I have no desire to act um my fiance does that It's not what i do um, I, will also, leave I, the I, act. I also it's also really hard for me to learn lines because they're not my words <laughs> uh and i can't like in, in my mind, I can't do it now if you made me go do improv, I could hundred percent do that no problem but
0: I never understood how actors memorize all those lines. I know that they all do, and it's a thing, but I don't understand it really at all myself. Yeah, I run lines. I mean, I'm with- not an idiot. I just don't know how you do it when you have so many lines every week or every – for a whole movie.
1: Yeah, I don't either. I do run lines with Sarah a lot um, because a lot a lot of stuff nowadays to put on tape, and um, – I'm like, well, I, there's a part of me that's like waiting to be discovered because they'll we'll send the tape and it's just her face, and I'm there. I'm waiting for someone to be like, but hold on, who is the guy pretending to be this person? He's great.
0: Stranger things have happened, right?
1: Yeah, true.
0: Well, you know, speaking of your fiance, you guys met on social media. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like how do you feel about social media? Is there one social media platform other than where you guys met that you think is better than the other? I mean, we have Tinder, we have Insta, we have all. Is there any? Is there any that you
1: recommend? I mean, you know, it works
0: for you, and you're on The Bachelor, so there, there you go.
1: Yeah, you're true. kind of an expert. Um, yeah, I don't know. TikTok is is really a deep dark hole and i'm a little i'm a little nervous about it because it's not i i read this thing and like this could be totally wrong but i read this thing that because it's not american i think it's a, a chinese company that they can control the algorithm so like whatever they want to be popular they can make it be popular and then people will want to do that because they want to become tiktok famous right become viral stars and so and this could be totally wrong but i heard it and i was like that makes a lot of sense so I guess in China, uh, wherever TikTok is originated, like the things that like do get really high on the For You page are like people doing really smart things like engineering stuff or like organizational stuff or like science stuff. And so then it it implores their civilians to like be smart and like really elevates that. And then they have Americans be like, do this stupid dance, uh, and you'll be famous. And it's like dumbing all of us down, which is kind of scary and kind of genius uh, in the same right. So I'm a little scared about TikTok, even though it that is. That makes logical sense. Right? I
0: where I I feel like I heard something about like, yeah. TikTok in China too. I don't know what, but I feel like that that sounds that sounds familiar to me. Yeah. The worst to me was Clubhouse. I just was like, I don't know if you ever. I bypassed the and now Clubhouse is kind of over.
1: I don't even know what that is. You missed
0: it. Don't. It was during the pandemic. It was like, I it was like, please don't make me learn another social media platform just because yeah. I have a podcast and I need to keep up. I just hate this. And it all worked out. Did you watch modern family before? You, yeah. Like, were you a huge modern family fan? I mean, I know the whole world's watching yeah. modern family. So I just assumed you did, but I mean, I know you did, but I didn't know you were like hardcore. Who was your other than Haley, of course, who was your, do you have a favorite modern family?
1: character like when i was a, a viewer of the show or yeah and now i know not, all of them so that's a it's a, a weird question to answer uh like when i watched the show well ed um i mean i i i'm older than I, I'm older than I look, maybe. Uh, but like, Married with Children was like a huge show for me growing up. It was a show that like I wasn't allowed to watch. I like, I like would sneak away and watch it. So I loved Ed being a part of that. Um, but I do think that the star of the show is Ty Burrell. Like, Phil is the star. Um, and maybe people will disagree and say that Sophia is. I don't know, but I think that that Phil is the star. And then when I got to meet all of them. Uh, I think that Phil is my favorite, other than Sarah, is my favorite. He's, like, a guy's guy like me. Like, he likes to fish and, like, hike and camp and stuff. But then he's also, like, dresses really cool. Like, he's got a style that, like, is very me. Uh, Like, I remember him. he was wearing these cool boots, and I was like, Sarah, those boots? I don't know what those are, but that's Christmas right here. That's what I want. Um, And... You know, like, drinks old fashions and all that. He's, like, just a cool dude. And then he also is the funniest motherfucker that I've ever come across in my entire life. Like, everything is an a a way to get into a funny bit. We were in France. They were filming an episode, and I was tagging along. And so we would go out at night with Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Ty Burrell, and they would— because they're, I feel like they're both like improv actor, bit actors, and they would start a bit, and then one would go, and the other would go, and then and you wouldn't get a word in edge wise. You just sit back and watch like magic happen, and they're two of the funniest people in the world. So yeah, you have a man crush on Ty Burrell. Everyone does. Come on, you know Ryan Reynolds and Ty Burrell. Those that's those are two good man crushes. Those are not bad man
0: crushes. <laughs> Those are two good man crushes. Have in when you asked Julie Bowen and Ty Burrell for Sarah's hand in marriage, was that were you more nervous to ask them,
1: or were you more nervous to ask her actual parents? Um, I wasn't nervous to ask anybody. Honestly, I think everyone. I had gotten to know everyone well enough that I think everyone realized that. I was a good guy. Like, you know, I wasn't like coming to like steal her money. And, you know, like, I don't think that was the thought. Um, I had to, I did her, I asked her parents in person. And so that was a little more um, nerve wracking just because it was like, what if they say no? Like, how, and then like once you do it, then you're like, all right. I'm gonna get the Caesar salad, you know. (laughs) Like that, then you got to kind of finish the day with them. Totally, that was kind of like whatever. Where do you go from there? Like, thanks
0: for the no, but I guess we'll finish out hanging out
1: today. Yeah, and we actually had a fun time. Like, we went to a really cool place because you know her parents are actors and her 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 father's in um, the Cursed Child on Broadway. So we like went to this very, very like hip like actor lunch place, and I did it there. It was just like very highlands to me um but then for her tv parents it was tough um i couldn't i tried to get them t- honed down in person and i couldn't uh and trying to get to to i got their phone numbers but like they didn't have mine so i'd facetime them and no one would really answer and i got julie done uh originally and I think she cried and she was sweet about it. And um, and then Ty was tough because Ty was fly fishing in like Madagascar. He was like off somewhere at a different time zone and like didn't have his phone. And so I did it. I remember I did it when we were in Fiji. I had to walk outside. Wi-Fi is terrible. And I'm doing it like on, we were like on one of those like, cool, over-the-water huts or whatever, and I'm outside yeah. being like, Ty, it's Wows. I need to ask you something. And he'd be like, huh? I'm in Madagascar, fly fishing, you know, crazy rainbow trout. Uh I can't hear. And he kept on breaking up and had to call him back. And finally, I was just like, Ty, can I marry her? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> All right. I was like, okay, thanks. Thanks, Tie. Bye. <laughs> that was it. You're like, I got what I needed. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, I know you said, you know, your wedding has been interrupted many a time, twice through because of COVID. I know you said that you were, this is it, 2022, it's Vegas. If it doesn't happen, how serious were you about that?
1: Not that serious. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if the world does throw another, like, wrench into the gears, then yeah, we're just going to Get it, knock knock it out, um, but we already feel like we're married. We bought a house together. We've got dogs together. You know, like, um, you know, we live in sin together. So it feels like we uh, are married. But yeah, you know, we kind of wanted to throw a party. I jokingly say we want we want to have a big wedding because we we have a lot of rich friends and we want all their gifts. But the truth of the matter is, I think we want to have uh, a big wedding because we want to give everyone like a big party to go to, you know, it's been a while since everyone's been able to, you know, black out and have a really good time together. And so we want to be able to do that. We want to be able to do that for everyone, but we all want to be able to do it safely. So hopefully it'll happen soon. If, if not, then yes, we will, we will go to Vegas or we're going to go to like Paris, you know, or, you know, like do something really romantic with like four friends and that be it.
0: Do like a destination wedding like do you have like a date like do you have any i mean 2000 we're we're on, almost in march here like we have, uh, we yeah yeah a march. bunch of time left but not really
1: yeah but you know uh I, i'm hoping that th- this it's gonna happen this year fingers crossed
0: fingers crossed yeah you will get lots of good gifts i'm sure you know
1: some
0: do you have any like don'ts for your winning list you know like Food. I mean, like you, you said, like you were a DJ, you've been the bartender. Like, do you have any like, you know,
1: absolute must nots or musts for your wedding? Yeah. I mean, like I'm in charge. I'm not in charge, but like, there are things that I care about that I want to make sure that like get run past me. And, um, it's, it's banned Because I was the radio guy, so I want to be like, this band's good. Uh, And then booze. And then I wanted a taco truck, like, at the end of the night somewhere where people are just, like, can't see straight eating, you know, like, Baja tacos. Those are the three things that I was, like, big into. And because, like, here's the thing. You don't—I mean, maybe you do, but, like, flowers are so expensive. They're the most expensive thing. And I have been to a million weddings— I couldn't, there isn't a single wedding where I look back and I'm like, man, the fucking flowers are just abs. And I've never thought that. I've looked back and been like, that band was super rad. Or like, I can't believe they had crappy, you know, crappy booze. You know, like those are the things that I think about. So I wanna make sure we check off all the things that like I think about.
0: I get it. Like, if you don't have the right, like, top shelf liquor, the band is in the food, like the food. Yeah. You know, if there's not enough food, forget it. Like, people are starving by the time you get there. It's like, there's got to be the food. The yeah. food has to be on point.
1: I also want to be quick. Uh, you know, I don't want people to be sweating, you know, out in the field, you know, being like, when is this going to fucking end? Because I've been to enough of those weddings where you're just like looking at your watch, being like, God, I don't care. Let's, can we get to the, can we get to the, right? The, the dancing now?
0: People want to have their drink, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, I know you say
0: acting is not for you. You'll leave that to Sarah, but, Could you ever see a world in which the converse is true? I mean, Sarah's a brilliant actress. She's busy. You're busy. You just filmed a show for Netflix, which we'll get into in a second. But can you guys ever see, like, doing a reality show about, you know, listen, we had Newlyweds with Nick and Jessica. That was a huge hit. Reboots are everywhere these days. Yeah. Maybe it's time for Sarah and Wells, Newlyweds.
1: We actually pitched uh, a game show together um during the pandemic and it was passed on by every major network so shame on you every network um but yeah i don't know like <laughs> yeah was, i was was watching love is blind and i forgot that nick lachey and his wife vanessa vanessa uh, yeah they're like they're like the hosts, but they're like there for 15 seconds and i'm like why don't we get that gig or gig like that where like we film 15 seconds of the first episode and like 25 seconds of like episode eight and are like EPs in the show. How do we do that? That's not a bad
0: gig. Yeah. Would you, would you ever do a show though? Like newlyweds about your guys' life? Just your new, your newlyweds, just let the cameras in. Let's let it all hang out.
1: Through money. Anything is possible, you know? Uh, sure. i I'd, I'd never say no. Even though that's not what I said earlier, uh, as my one piece of advice for showbiz.
0: <laughs> well, yes, money talks. But so, what advice would you give Sarah then? I mean, you are the expert, and you know you've seen all these people come and go on Bachelor Nation. You've been there yourself. Like, would you? What advice would you give her on reality TV?
1: Don't, don't do it. But I mean, <laughs> well, she wouldn't though. But uh, yeah, I actually the thing that I. She watches the show, I think, like everyone watches the show. And she gets emotional, uh, which is what makes the show good. Like, if you if you don't hate the villain, then they're not a good villain. And if you don't love the heartthrob, then they're not a good heartthrob, you know? Like, you're supposed to feel a certain way about things. And um, and I love that she feels that way about the show. And it's always funny when I introduce, inevitably introduce her to people of whom she didn't care for when she watched on the show... And she's like, I don't want to meet them because I don't like, you know, and I'm like, just give them a chance. And the thing that I have to remind her, I have to remind everyone out there, no one's ever as bad as they look like on the TV. And no one's ever as good as they look on TV. They're somewhere in the middle there. Um, and also, there is everyone, myself included, uh, who, like, I had a radio show for nine, 10 years before I went on, on, uh, the bachelor of, a you know, I had to self-edit, you know, every day I had a morning show. I self-edited myself. I was very smart. I never had a scandal. I never said anything really wrong. Um, and then I went on the show and I said things that were stupid and, you know, I think you have to like give everyone a little bit of rope. Um, and so that's something that I've, a piece of advice that i've always had have to remind her of and everyone else out there as well is that like you've got to like give these people like a little bit of leeway and that's what i love about paradise is that paradise is usually the redemption story for everyone usually the really ba- the really really bad guys end up being good guys um and you and a lot of times the really really good guys you can see their faults you know that then become kind of normal and i, I like that about the show it kind of evens the playing field a little bit
0: do you watch any other like housewives like do you guys watch any other reality tv
1: for you yeah i mean we watch uh we watch Fuckboy island because my good friend and actually the guy who like kind of like created the bartender role for me along Gale. uh he left the bachelor and then he went and made that show and he's a genius. And so we watched that and we watched a lot of like the bad dating ones, you know, love is blind, too hot to handle. Um, a lot of that. Trash. They're all
0: so good. They're all, so, I don't even know. Fuck boy Island was great. Too hot to handle is just yeah, brilliant. The circle, You're like, you know, the all that circle, stuff. love islands. You're like, we can keep, it's like brilliant. Yeah. What about, yeah, no, they're all, they're all brilliant. What about, is there any part of the business that you haven't done? I mean, you've done so many parts of the business. Is there anything like you still really want to do that you haven't done?
1: Um, <clears throat> I truly want to like EP a, a project. I want to, I want to be a producer on something. Um, I would like to do that, uh, but I always would, I would still want to be, my ego won't allow me to like not be a part of the production, but um, I really do like being, um, on like the managerial side of things because that's how it originally was for me in the beginning of my career. Like, I didn't have anyone booking guests for me, and I didn't have anyone doing research for me, and I didn't have anyone, um, you know, like carting things into the system and all that stuff. I did all those things myself to create produce my own stuff. And so uh, I would like to get back to that of like, I I really enjoyed the being in charge role of my previous life, of which I do not have any control uh, in this new one, which is tough.
0: I get it. It probably helps you do what you do now though. I mean, people don't realize sometimes all the control or lack of control you have depending upon where you are in your career. Oh yeah. For my podcast,
1: like, no uh, no one can edit me like uh, I I edit right. me and it's it's really funny there's been a couple episodes where like I've been too busy or something and we've had to like let the our production company or like the this podcast company edit and I'll be like N- no sir like I don't know what right. you think you're doing but yeah so yeah there's a weird bit of control that oh. I still have over like all of my intellectual material
0: I find that, and I find preparing like I can't have anyone prepare for me. It's like, oh, yeah, mentally, I need to go through it like, okay, who is coming on? okay, I need to like think of my own story, and I like the producing part of it, yeah, well, you just film best in dough, yeah, talk to us about that. it's coming out this year,
1: yeah, and I'm not sure how much I'm really allowed to talk about, but uh, yeah, it should be coming out it should be coming out later this year, and It's a cooking show, and which I love to cook and bartend and all that kind of stuff. So this was a good fit, and yeah, I'm hosting it, and we are going to be having um, pizza makers from all around the world come together and basically, um, you know, try to wow us with their pies, and we're going to be crowning, you know, uh, we're gonna find out who is best in dough, and it was, and and, and I say this in all seriousness. It was the most fun thing I have ever worked on, without a doubt. Not even close to anything else. It was so much fun. I went to work every day, and we ate pizza. <laughs> it was a pizza party every single day. It was awesome. Uh, everyone that we were I worked with was so. Happy to be there. Um, you know, listen, how could you be mad when you're eating pizza every day? I did gain a couple pounds, but you know what? Anything for the work, baby. You know, that's Hollywood. But uh You're yeah. so committed. You know, someone's gotta do it.
0: I mean, I was gonna say, like, didn't you gain weight? Cause like I know Padma on top chef says she just the key is you just take a few bites and you spit it out, and no. that was
1: I can't do that. That's that's but weird.
0: Is, is this true that because I mean to me, pizza is I could, you could have three cakes in front of me and I could say, no, thank you. But you, I, I can eat like a whole pizza. Like pizza is my thing. yeah Is it true that you don't love pizza or you didn't before the show? Is that true that I read somewhere? Cause I'm like, I think if that's the case, you're literally on an island, possibly by yourself. I've never heard this before.
1: No. So that was an interview that was taken out of context a long time ago. And I, what I said was, is I don't like well, I can probably say like uh, I don't like like Domino's or like Pizza I don't like delivery pizza. Um, I think it's like kind of like lazy food. Uh, it's great drunk food, but like I but I love like a wood fired, fla- you know, um, thin yeah. crust pizza. Like a good, uh, you know, a good margarita with like clumps of good moths and you know basil and stuff. But like that doughy like greasy pizza that to me is gross i so i don't you can take that how you want but like i love pizza that to me isn't that there's like a difference between like i love burgers but i don't love like a greasy whopper you know like I right know. totally out of context man yeah well what what could you do
0: do you have just like as far as top like do you have a favorite type of pizza
1: it's funny because um, growing up, my dad, my dad was a doctor, but he uh, got really, really big into cooking. And so he built a pizza oven. Um, and so we'd have pizza parties at our house, which is so much fun. Everyone could, we'd get the dough out and you could make your own pizza and you could do whatever you want. All the toppings and then you could throw it in yourself. Um, and so, and I think it was one, one of the reasons why I got the job because I was telling the story about like my childhood and like having these big pizza parties. Um, and so... My favorite pizza, I am the big savory guy, and I like spice um but I also do love honey on the crust, and I like weird things, like like I don't hate an anchovy in there like uh, oh. yeah, like, and I can be bougie like i like like I don't hate like a truff like a shaved truffle in there every once in a while. But I tell you what, when if you want, when you watch a show, like we have chefs from all over the world um, making pizzas that like you wouldn't consider like super pizza-y, you know, like, you know, like, we, there's a sushi chef, you know, like how, how does that translate to pizza and stuff? And so uh, it'll be cool because you can really m- make anything into a pizza and those are yeah. the ones much like when I was talking earlier about like, you think you know your type, and t- but the reason why you're single is because you don't know your type. And uh, what I found was the things that I thought were the weirdest, like that's not pizza, I don't know about that. Ended up being my favorite. It's was like, this is amazing, this is totally different, but I love it and it kind of is pizza, you know? So, you, know, you gotta try everything, you gotta have an open mind.
0: It's also amazing to me how with all the great cooking shows, there's just, there's not a lot of like pizza only shows. Right? You know, they have like baking wars and whatever, but, like where I'm like, wow. Well, I'm excited for it because you you, had me at pizza. So that's really all I need to know. Before we go, you know, we speak of like reality TV and everything. Let's talk about, you know, the Wells cast when it became the Hills cast. I mean, was Mm. this a job and an assignment or are you like (laughs) hardcore like do you understand the, the true pleasure that is Laguna Beach from the beginning to the city, to the hills, to all of it, to the hills, new beginnings? Or was this just like, he's the greatest guy for this job?
1: Just yeah. curious. Yeah. Okay, so that shows no more uh, for a lot of reasons. One, the show is the hills are gone. Um, the hills are no longer alive the sound of music. Um, honestly, I was, I was still contracted through iHeart. And they were trying to figure out, like, what the hell for me to do. And the Hills were coming back. Uh, they wanted to give Steph Pratt a show. She was not as, as fun and funny as she is. I'm not sure if she would have been super great at, like, kind of driving the train. So they were like, can you make sure we stay on the rails and, you know— Uh, do this show with her and I was like absolutely now was it the most fun to see like to to see her rewatch the show and like spiral out of control and all that kind of stuff it was amazing and it was a very weird thing to be a part of because I wasn't on the show but I had a fun time doing with her I love Steph she's amazing she's so funny Um, but yeah, the show is over. So I'm, I'm done with it. I was, I was a fan of the show back in the day and I was a fan of the OC. So when Misha came on, that was kind of cool for me. Um, but to say I was like a big fan. No, I was, I think I was more of just a conductor.
0: Just, you know, listen, I say like to this, I'm like, if there's any straight men listening to this, there's probably one or two somewhere that listens to my show. I'm like, I'm not sure I ever met like a real straight man that like loves that, like appreciates the full, but I agree the OC was great when Misha was there. I yeah. was like, brilliant. I thought it could have come back for a season three, but I guess the new beginnings will not be back in our lives. So I just was excited. I thought maybe you were like diehard, like lost sleep over like Lauren going to Paris. It didn't work out with Jason, no. like. <laughs> You know, I mean, these are the things that kept me up at night in my lifetime. So I just, I just didn't know if it was a project or you were like, this is what I need to do for the next several months of my life.
1: No, it was. Yeah, no, not at all. But I am playing golf with uh, Jason Waller next week. So I'll tell him you say hi. Please. He was on this show. Please tell him I said hello. Great guy. Amazing guy.
0: Honestly. Anything else you want to cover that I didn't bring up, i like to give people a chance at the end to bring up anything that they would like that I did not. I have my own agenda and questions, so thank you for answering them all, but anything you would like to bring up? You
1: know, I want to get into Joe Rogan and Spotify and uh, North Korea and uh, the Olympics. No, I have nothing else I want to talk about, uh, but it was really wonderful to uh, sit down and chat with you and... Um, and thank you for doing this, man. I, You did a very, I will say this, when you're saying that you did like your research, you did a very, very good job. Most people don't know half that shit uh, when, when coming onto these interviews. So uh, you are very like, good at what you do.
0: I like to cover it all. I like to cover it all. So the next time you come back, there'll be a lot more questions too. So okay. <laughs> I appreciate this. You know, everyone needs to like watch this new show when it's out, follow you, listen to your podcast. Where can everyone find you if they don't already follow you?
1: Uh yeah, it's all at Wells Adams. Um, just one word on socials, and then if you want to listen to Brandy and I's podcast, it's uh your favorite thing podcast or YFT uh podcast. And it's I'm sure where same place we're listening to this one. And um Bess and Doe will be on Hulu, and B I P is always on ABC and on Hulu.
0: Yes, yes, and yes. And good luck with the wedding.
1: Thank you. Next yeah.
0: time, next time you come back, hopefully you will be an officially married man. So
1: uh, yeah. If
0: not, tell Sarah, I said, tell Sarah, I said, hello to,
1: I will. She's down. It's funny. Cause she's doing a podcast downstairs, uh, in, uh, in her little weird office studio. So I love go. it. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. This has been great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks man. See ya.
0: Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.